If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Nurse Wellness Podcast, hosted by Wendy Garvin Mayo, focuses on the power of stress management and how it's foundational to being your best, doing your best, and giving your best. There's a wonderful episode that you should check out called Letting Go, where Wendy Garvin Mayo shares six strategies to release control and manage stress effectively. Check out Nurse Wellness Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to this episode of Better with Dr. Erica. I am your host, Dr. Erica. So let's go ahead and get to it. This episode features Dr. Barry Pierre discussing taking control of your health. He's definitely qualified for this discussion because he is a board certified internal medicine physician, podcast host of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, and vlogger. His motto of empower yourself for better health shines through with this discussion of health and vital information that will help you advocate more for yourself and those around you. This episode will answer, what is the experience of treating COVID like for doctors and what do you see in the hospitals? How do you keep sane in the crazy COVID world? Why should you celebrate all of the wins? How do you give yourself grace in these crazy times? What are some essential things to know about being in control of your health? And what are some skills to help improve your baseline health? And why should you start now? But this isn't it. There's more. What are essential life planning tasks to ensure your health care wishes are carried out and that your family is protected? And finally, what about life before COVID versus after COVID? Now, there's something else kind of neat about this episode that it is full of Marvel references. So I admit it, we get our full, as they would say, geek on. And there's also a conversation about the perspectives of lessons from COVID, including life before COVID and after COVID. So stay tuned to this entire episode because these insights will help you improve your health and the health of those around you including also learning how to advocate for yourself in your community because no one can do that like you. This episode feels like a realistic show about lessons from the apocalypse. So hopefully the apocalypse will feel like it's over soon. Now I do have one quick note for you that this conversation is about your holistic health, not a conversation about the wonderful world or just the stressful world of all of these vaccine conversations. So Instead of me telling you about it, why don't I let you take a listen? Better with Dr. Erica. Well, hello there. Welcome to Better with Dr. Erica. I am your host, Dr. Erica, and I'm bringing my over 20 years of experience in human behavior as a psychiatrist directly to you in this episode. And let me go ahead and tell you right now, you're not going to want to miss a single second of this episode because of my super special guest, Who is this guest you may be wondering, and why am I supposed to not be turning off? Well, this guest is Dr. Barry Pierre, also known as Dr. Barry. He's brilliant. And if you want to know one person that can break down medicine and all of the things that are going on 
in regular terms, in such an approachable way, that person is Dr. Barry. He does these cool podcasts and video logs. I can never say vlog. It doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth. So I have to say video vlog. But, you know, he's a YouTuber and he has this show Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, which I was lucky enough to be on. That is just excellent. Beyond that, he's also a board certified internist. So, you know, he's already really smart. He's a national speaker and just does all of the things. So rather than, as I told you before, my ministry is not necessarily reading someone's bio because it never sounds sexy when I do it, despite the fact that I was in the top reading group in school. <laughs> so Dr. Barry, can you tell the people a little something about yourself? Thank you for allowing me to uh, kind of grace the presence. Um, I love the show, uh, by the way. Um, there's just the kind of the intro, the flow and everything else. So I'm definitely excited to be a guest on here. Uh, for those who may not know, I'm Dr. Barry Pierre. I'm a board certified internist. Um, I, I, my goal obviously is to empower yourself for better health, right? So I do that through, uh, video blogs, through podcasts. Um, when I really get to itch, I even will write a blog too. I haven't done that in a while. Um, but I've I've been definitely getting the itch pretty much lately just to really, my goal is obviously to kind of educate you know, and make it, you know, obviously, you know, we're, we're you know, me and you, we're, we're, we're crazy smart, right? And a lot of times, a lot of the our patients, the people we have to take care of, you know, they really don't grasp all of the terms we have. And quite often, you know, especially I got family members, they go to the doctor's office, they leave the doctor's office, and I ask them, you know, what went down, and they can't even tell me, like 10 minutes later. And I, I never wanted to kind of be in that position. So my goal is always to try to simplify and make things as, as commonplace as possible, really for us to kind of get to that next level of help. I love it. And and I know because I'll ask my family like, hey, what happened? I don't know. I don't know. Or yeah. or it's the flip side. It's what happened? This, this and this. And I think this and 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 all of it feels like it came off of Google. Mm-hmm. And then when I say something, um, I don't know about you. I know with my mom, it used to be, I could say the same thing over and over again. But then if Dr. Oz said it, it was true. Yes. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's always, it's always interesting to me how like the people in our closest proximity, our closest perimeter, um, we're not necessarily deemed experts in their eyes. Right. Like it, it, the people have to be standing much further away for them to look at like, oh, you know, Dr. Erica, you know, she knows what she's talking about. Uh, but those who are kind of in our privy, a lot of especially if they grew up with us and they've seen us before we kind of got to this level. Sometimes it's more difficult to kind of get them to turn that switch. It's hilarious. And I wonder if this happens to you, too, because I know you have so much online content. Do you ever have a time like last week? My mother was like, I heard this on the Internet. And she was actually quoting me, but it did not register in her head that I was her source from the internet. Does that ever happen to you? Uh, oh, that is that is hilarious! It, oh, wow, that's that's hilarious. It, people, <laughs> people, people, like a lot, especially because I do a lot of guests, um, and a lot of times they'll be quoting stuff like, "Oh, I heard your guest say this." I'm like, "No, I, actually, I was the one who said that." But like, you know, I appreciate you for listening. Uh, <laughs> and again, sometimes it, it takes. It takes someone else to say, you know, what exactly what we're saying for it to click in their eyes. So it's just weird, but you know, you know, what can we do? As long as, as long as they're getting it, hopefully. <laughs> I know, I know. So there's a little segment I do off the top to just let people get to know you a little bit better. So I'm going to ask you a few this or that questions. You yes. ready? Yes. All right. The first one is burger or kale. Ooh, uh, burger. 
I, I've never. Yeah. I don't think I've ever tried a kale. No, nope. if you just said spinach, you would, you would have a, I'd have been because I'm Haitian. So uh, if you said spinach, I'd have definitely hit you with the spinach. Right? If I gotta choose, you give me the burger. Okay. And is your fan? Do you have any family down in Haiti? Given yeah, yeah, we do. Um, a lot of uh, f- fortunately, especially in the most, most recent earthquake, a lot of our family is more centered towards like the capital and that Port-au-Prince okay. a little bit western area. Uh, but yeah, I definitely have some family there for sure. I hope they're all okay. Yeah, yeah, that they are. It's so scary. It's, it's so tough because uh, obviously, you know, you know, especially depending on when your listeners listen to this, you know, Haiti's going through it right now. So, you know, like we haven't even had time to really recover from the president being assassinated. And and, and then we still really haven't recovered since the, the earthquake that happened in like 2010, 2011. Yeah. Like, so like we're still unfortunately kind of, uh, you know, on the back burner. Um, but I, I think it's crazy. I think we've gotten so used to dealing with strife. And I'm pretty sure you talk about this all the time. Uh, we've gotten so used to dealing with strife that it doesn't even feel like extra like to us. It's like, oh, all right, another earthquake. And you're like, all right, what are we going to do next? Which obviously probably isn't the best coping mechanism, but that's kind of unfortunately how we've had to move. Well, I mean, it's, it's it's always sad when a group of people get to a point where the trauma response is the normal response because mm. every day is trauma. Mm-hmm. You hit it right on the money. But you know, I want to when send some love out to the Haitian people because I I can't even imagine. Um, dealing with something like that. I feel like I'm just very, very blessed to have been places that are just safe for the most part. Mine is insurrections yeah. and yes. police shootings. And... You're right. <laughs> Gotta put it in perspective. You're right, you're right. <laughs> so the next one is beach or mountains. Ooh. It is probably gonna sound so crazy because I'm from South Florida. Um, but if I had to choose, I'd probably do the mountains only because and I think I'm just so used to, you know, the beat like I, I've been desensitized from the beach. Okay. Award. Well, it's OK. I, you're the third person I've had that actually lives by a beach that said mountains. So you're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone. Uh, the next one is running or biking. Uh, biking. Um, biking for sure. And I, obviously I'm, I'm team Peloton. Um, but like, I actually like you know, biking outside as well too, but I like biking for sure. I'm, I'm in withdrawal cause I'm working away from home in Boston. So I am away from my bike and I don't know. Some people are like, they get all into the app and it's just to me, not the same as being on my bike. You, you, uh, I've, I've told people that too. Like it's cause people are like, well, you can just download the app and like, yeah, you could follow along, but it's. It's it's it, you're right. It is it's just not the same with the same pedal strokes, you know, with Tune Day and um, you know, who, who's who's my guy, Tune Day and um Alex. Alex, yeah, you know, there's you know, it's just not the same like get up, get up, slow down, and then yeah. yes or yes, you know, Ali, yes or yeah, yeah. you know. We are we're you know Peloton family. <laughs> we start talking Peloton, we start talking Peloton terminology and then we start losing people. All all I know is it's kind of like I can ride another bike, but it's kinda of like having a boyfriend and going on a date with another dude mm. to like my favorite restaurant, it's not going to be the same. Yeah, the whole time you're thinking like, I wonder what they're doing. Like it's, it's yeah, yeah, not the same, not the same. <laughs> this kale salad's not the same without him. Yes. <laughs> so how about Marvel or DC? Ooh. <sighs> you know, I'll probably, I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with Marvel. Um, if, especially if we're talking movies. If we're talking movies, mm-hmm. I'm rocking Marvel. Cartoons, 
I'm leaning on the DC, but movies, Marvel for sure. Okay. Have Have you seen that new show on Disney Plus, What If, that's like cartoons, and they put alternate scenarios of characters? Have you seen oh, that one? Oh, yet? no. Oh, no. That's, you know, they have two good. episodes out. I highly recommend it. The first one is, What If the First Captain America Was Actually Peggy Carter? Interesting. And the okay. second one is, What If T'Challa Was Star-Lord? Ah, okay. All and right. It, and it's narrated by Jeffrey Wright. I like that. Okay, that's that, that's added on my to do list. Yes, um, I discovered it randomly while I was doing the least in the vineyard. <laughs> I was doing the absolute least. The last one is Mac or PC. Oh, Mac all the way. But, uh, <laughs> Can I uh, high five you yeah, across the internet? I'm so people swear like Mac has me on their payroll because I am I'm Team Apple Watch. I'm team iPhone. Uh, uh, what we got? Um, we got the AirPods. We got MacBook Pros in here. iPads all through the house. Like I, mean, I haven't, I haven't seen a PC. Whew. Wow. When the last? Oh, oh man, it's probably been over a decade since I even like messed with like PC in that realm. Like, I get stuck with them in the hospital. Yeah. Yes, that's yes, I, that's it. And the whole time I'm like, if this is on Mac, like this. <laughs> so, so since we just talked about the hospital, so um, you're a hospitalist, right? Yes. So, can you tell the people what it's like working in the hospital as a hospitalist, especially right now? Right now, with okay. the crazy world, yeah. never-ending COVID. So, I, I so I'll kind of the general sense, right? I've I've always kind of treated the the, the field of hospitals medicine as kind of the primary care doctor within the building. And and that's a lot of times I typically would introduce myself because, you know, sometimes if I tell a patient, like, oh, I'm your hospitalist uh, this week, they're like, who? And it's like, well, I'm, I'm your, like, I'm not your primary doctor, right? Because we typically are the ones who have to kind of, you know, kind of manage and captain the ship, you know, while you're in our care, especially for all these acute related issues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where a lot of times people don't think you get the continuity aspect of it because I may only be seeing a patient for two, three days. Uh, but a lot of times when you're seeing a patient for two to three days, that's the worst of the worst, right? I've, I've right. seen patients that, you know, at their, their bottom and being able to kind of see them leave, uh, you know, feeling good, being able to walk and, you know, you know, it's all those things. It just makes you feel good. And you're a part of their memory because people always typically remember like their hospital states, whether it be good or bad. Right. So yeah. I always, I always try to champion, like make, make yourself a good impression every single day. Uh, Cause they're going to remember it for years on end, especially, especially if you, you know, yeah. especially if you don't do well, right. They're going to remember you, uh, you know, for years. And um, what's happened now as you know, as hospitals, especially during this COVID era um, and this this COVID wave that we're going on about a year and a half now, it's almost this kind of like I always say this mental mental drain because it, it's like when the firefighters like you know when nine one one comes and your fire your house is burning and firefighters have to run to it. Um, we're in a situation mm-hmm. now as a hospice physician that we know like all right, I got to run to this fire which is COVID. Um, and I, I got to take care of patients who are definitely at their worst, but I have to do it and I can't even be personable with it. Right. Because especially if you have COVID, I'm likely wearing a mask. I'm likely gowned up. Um, I jokingly say there's probably people who I've taken care of in the past year and a half that if I walk past them right now, I would have no clue right. because, because they've only seen me in a mask. They've only seen me in my, and I, I look kind of crazy. I have, I have a full like gown up. Uh-huh. Um, advisor and everything, um, you know, they don't see me smile. They don't, you know, they don't see any of my facial gestures. All they can really see is my eyes. 
and and as they're still at their worst of the worst. And, and of course, while I'm dealing with having to take care of this acutely ill patient, I have to worry like, all right, make sure that I don't bring nothing back home, mm-hmm. right? Which isn't something I usually have to face as a hospital physician. Like if you have a stroke, I don't really have to worry about bringing, you know, a stroke home. I don't have to worry about necessarily bringing pneumonia home or I don't usually have to worry about those issues like bringing home. But like now I have to worry about like the patients I'm taking care of, um, they can you know, they can possibly make me sick, right? Like patients I'm taking care of can, maybe they'll make me sick, but maybe I bring it to like one of my family members and then I make them sick, uh, which again, you know, definitely messes with your mind um, in that regards. And I've, I've seen it where patients are just lonely, right? Because, you know, doc, you know, some of my doc colleagues don't really want to go in the room or if they go in the room, they're not staying long, right? Like they're like, all right, breathing. Okay. All right. All right. I got to go. Like, so again, that patient continuity is just getting lost uh, for it. So it's, it's definitely been a, a whirlwind of two different worlds as a hospital physician, especially now uh, as, you know, as COVID has unfortunately came back, um, really never went anywhere, but like it's right. really back in full full force, especially in the hospital setting. I honestly, I I can honestly say I knew it wasn't gone, but I I think when it came back, it came back. It was like, what is it that um, March? It's like one of those March comes in like a lion and goes out with like a lamb. I can never, I'm about to butcher that whole thing. (laughs) It's like, it just came when it decided it wanted to make sure people knew it was still around. Yes. You know, it's kind of like, it's like the the little superstar or the influencer that decides, no, nah, no, nah, y'all can't be talking about this thing over here. This person over here, I'm still here. I'm, I'm still, still here. it. Still I, it. I, I'm still yeah, the like, thing. Yeah, like I haven't. I, mean, I, I have not left my top spot, and I don't yeah. know why y'all talking about the second place people right now. Yes, like, it's like give me the gold medal for infectious disease. Yes, I'm the winner of the Olympics. It's COVID. I'm the winner. Yeah, and. And I think for me, the interesting thing has been seeing how people adjust to the reality that it's really still here. Because I I don't know if you had heard people kind of say, oh, now that we're near the tail end of the mm-hmm. pandemic. Or, and it's like, no, nah, I don't I don't think so. I think yeah, it's just this other is, stuff in the news cycle yeah. right now. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you're talking you're talking heavy right now because. You know, and we've seen it, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously we're still, you know, we're still on front lines. We're still, and you had a lot of people very confident, right, in the hospital setting, right? Nursing staff, doctors, like, all right, yep, yeah, we've gotten over, like, again, yeah, we're talking about people who take care of the people, saying, like, all right, yes, we've gotten over like the worst of the worst. And and when it came back, it was like, nope, we're not here yet. And then you could just kind of see this sense of like, here we go again. Right, like, and that's I, that's the the gist that I'm getting a lot now from a lot of my colleagues in the hospital setting is like, here we go again, and and unfortunate, and you you know you know especially speaking to kind of DC and Marvel, you know you know as physicians we kind of we we kind of act like we're superheroes, and we like when we're successful, right? So we like mm-hmm. when we take care of the patient. I tell I tell my I used to tell my residents all the time the best thing about you know being a physician, especially in a hospital setting, is that you can see the patient leave. Right. Like that's the goal. Like, how do I get a patient to come in the hospital, but then end up leaving in a hospital? And what's COVID has done really for the past year and a half is that like our bat again, our you know, sports reference, our batting average is is down, right? It's it it's it just is and it and it's disheartening because you're trying to do everything and this disease like I don't care. And then like nope, this your this patient's not leaving your building. Like, sorry to say. 
And you have to, there's nothing worse when you have to like FaceTime a family saying, Hey, like your family's not good. Your family member is not going to make it. And because of this, you know, bully, which is COVID, um, they can't even come see their family even at that point, which is, is, and I kind of mentioned kind of the loneliness and that's, that's kind of where as a physician, as a hospital physician, you kind of get dejected, right? Because it's like, like I'm doing everything I can and I'm still not, you know, I'm again my batting average is I'm still under fifty percent on the batting average, and under fifty percent would be good right now. Some people are even worse. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back with my fantastic guest, Doctor Barry, in just a few moments. Better with Doctor Erica. It's time for the better tip of the week. So let's talk about the fact that you are probably feeling stressed out, and when any of us are stressed out, sometimes we don't know exactly who to talk to. The one tip for this week is to identify one person who is a safe space that you can talk to about how you're actually doing, what you're actually feeling. And this needs to be some person that, number one, will pick up the phone, that will listen and be non-judgmental, and that you feel comfortable talking to. I am challenging you to identify one person. Can you do that for me? All right, back to the show. One of the things that is happening with this pandemic is, you know, when it first started, people were like, it's going to be a month. It's going to be a couple of months. It's a year. Now we're further past a year. And and what I'm seeing in the community and even in my patients is that people have been stretched to capacity Mm -hmm. for so long at this point. So I, I'd love for you to share what kind of helps you keep your sanity despite how COVID has kind of usurped part of your life. Sure. No, um, one, I can, I, I always say, especially our training, the way, the way, our, the way our training, you know, kind of puts, especially from a, a hospital's internal standpoint is that they almost, they almost allow us to kind of experience this out of body experience. Like, Hey, you're taking care of the patient. You need to do everything you can. And, you know, some people are going to successful. Some people are not. Right. So understanding that trying not to get too high when I do get to discharge a patient, um, it's like, all right, yep, I did my job. Or not get too low. Right. When I, I can't do my job. Right. And I can't be successful. So like that's been one aspect. Right. Just being able to kind of say, like, all right, it is part of the job that I'm not going to even though we want to. Right. You know, how we are like mm-hmm. we, we want to be 100 percent. And understanding that we're not going to be. So like just that level of acceptance kind of just from the training has definitely been, you know, helped. And then when you just kind of look at, you know, there's a lot of patients that you do take care of and a lot of patients that you do or you are able to kind of get out the hospital, especially in, in this time frame. Um, you know, it makes you appreciate, right, the, the work that you do, right? Because, you know, it's not guaranteed for them to go, right? You know, it's not guaranteed for them to go. So when you do get it, you do get a little extra glimmer uh, of hope and, you know, a, a joy, right? An energy boost to say like, all right, it's I can keep on doing this because uh, we have to, right? Because mm-hmm. it, again, I have to serve as your eyes and your ears uh, for the patient's mom, the patient's sister, the patient's brother, the patient's husband, the patient's wife, right? Like I have to kind of be that kind of conduit, especially in a time where they're not even allowed, again, it gets, it's so sad. They're not even allowed to see uh, their family members at the worst of the worst. Um, so it, it definitely helps getting gathering, gathering strength from the family members gathering strength from the patients um, and then just kind of, you know, working as, as a team effort and understanding that th- no limits are there, but we're going to, we're going to do everything that we can. 
Thank you so much. And I know all my listeners may not be doctors and you may not have gone through medical training, but there are two things he said that I think relate to everybody, no matter what you do. And one is that you have to celebrate all the little wins. Any single win you get, you celebrate. And that's personally and professionally, be it you got everybody in the house fed, you successfully went to the grocery store, you got up and you snoozed only once, you made it to all your Zooms on time, you turned in your work, your kids finished their homework, whatever it is, you know, everybody is alive, whatever it is, celebrate all of the little wins. You worked out today, you meditated today, celebrate and acknowledge all of the small wins. The second thing he mentioned also is that there are going to be times you do your best, but you're not going to get the desired result. Mm. That's something we've all experienced in life and people experience all the time during the wonderful world of COVID because everything is just a bit wonky and janky. Is is finding ways to manage your mental capacity and your emotions when you give your best and you don't get the intended result. And, you know, in medicine for Dr. Barry, it may be uh, he worked, he did his best. He showed up, he did everything he could for someone and someone still died, which is happening in COVID. But, you know, it, it happens for everyday people. You, you did your best, but your meeting didn't go well. You did your best, your report didn't go well. You did your best, but you got to see on your homework. You, you did your best, but somehow or another that spaghetti came out nasty. <laughs> you know, you were doing your best, but you realized you were running 15-minute miles. You were doing your best. You were riding your Peloton, but somehow after 10 minutes, you thought you were going to die and you did not do the suggested cadence for the next 15. There are just times it happens and being able to release that and give yourself and those around you grace is something that's going to be huge because one thing that's happening is the one thing we know is this pandemic is straight up like puffy and Biggie back in the day, mm. like can't stop, won't stop. stop. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Oh, I love this. I love it. You, you know, it's it, it's just here. It's it's not going anywhere. You know, the timing has just been totally janky that we would end up with a super contagious variant after a majority of the restrictions had been released. So you had super contagious deadly disease with nobody's wearing masks and people are gathering and it's just seemed a little bit more complicated than originally probably thought for people to go back to doing full levels of precautions. So I just wanted to pull those out because I know everyone may not have been a doctor. Everyone didn't go through all of our training, um, which we aren't even going to talk about how for a lot of us at times it was malignant. Mm, Let's go. But that could be a whole whole (laughs) nother Whole nother show. I know, a whole nother show. Um, But I want to bring that out. And I know you mentioned um, empowering yourself for better health. And not just for the wonderful world of COVID, but I know I've I've worked in the hospital too, not as a hospitalist on your end. I've worked in inpatient psychiatric units. Is that if you had just a couple of messages to tell people about their health from your perspective of being a hospitalist, if you could have pie in the sky and you had three things to tell people, what would those three things be? 
I think first I always I always say you have to be you have to individualize it because a lot of times I think we get caught up in the this person did this and look how much you know weight they lost or gained that person did that that person stopped eating this and be, because we don't kind of center ourselves in the conversation we're always we're always running this like rat race that we like we'll never be like better than that person if we're running that person's race right so I always mm-hmm. say first first center yourself right understand that you know, there one you have to be able to say like, all right, I need to do this for me, right? Especially if you have that. We we talked about this before, like the why, right? Like understanding, like mm-hmm. I need to have and be able to define my why, because when you know, you know, things don't go your way, right? When you know, you know, the success um, is isn't as you know attainable or in the amount of time that you want it, you have to understand why you're doing it, right? Because that's what's going to keep on pushing you. Uh, to, to go forward, right? So and understand that one, you need to have that individual, um, you know, mindset that like, all right, I am like, I need to just focus on me. I'm not going to focus on what worked for other people mm-hmm. or what didn't work for other people to understand that like, I need to establish like my why, like my core, because like, that's what I'm going to have to keep when, and I would say when you have the setbacks, not even if, when you have mm-hmm. setbacks, I need to keep being able to go back to the why and say like, like, this is why I'm doing this. And then more importantly, like try to find a trusted, you know, person, right? Again, it doesn't necessarily have to be a super professional, but just someone that you can trust that be able to kind of bounce off ideas and thoughts um, of, right? To be able to like move forward. Like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm having trouble, you know, stopping doing this one activity. Like, what do you think? And then understand that that person is there to help guide you if they can, provide support if they can, and just push you along forward, right? Like, I think those are the three biggest things before you start off any journey, obviously that's very congenital, but any journey, I think those are the three things you need to be able to kind of move forward. Oh, I love that. Cause that first one was basically have an individualized approach and, and keep your needs and who you are at the center. The second was know why you're even doing it. And the third was basically have accountability. And, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is one of the things that people have become so aware of due to the pandemic and just the focus on some days, people are here one day and they're not here the next and people really becoming more aware of all of our mortality Ooh. is there's there's been this whole conversation around people are talking about vaccines and people are talking about these masks, but no one's talking about being healthy. <laughs> and it's always interesting because then I'm like, it depends on what room you're in. Correct. Uh, yeah. Not talking about Clubhouse specifically, but <laughs> yeah. just depends on who you're around because I'm like, everyone I know, everyone's talking about those basic tenants and things that you do for your health, which I, I love because I think they weave very well into what your general platform is, which is empowering people through better health because one of the things we can all do for ourselves, and this is a great time to work on it. And I realize we all have to give ourselves grace because um, I'll admit I went through a pizza ordering phase right. and yeah. I lost 20 pounds at the beginning of pandemic and found it again. <laughs> I will admit it, y'all. I will keep you posted on this 20 pounds leaving me again. But this is a great time since people are more focused on health to start focusing on your foundational health as far as what you what kind of supply, what kind of things you put into your body. What are you drinking? What are you eating? Your What kind of movement you get and exercise? Mm-hmm. How do you do quiet time and stillness? What are all these things you're doing to help your baseline 
health status so that you're ideally in the best physical health so that when your body comes upon some type of infectious disease, it doesn't even have to be COVID, that it's in its best shape to fight it off no matter what it is. I thought Erica, I tell you what I I always tell people, like when I, like, for example, I always give the analogy because I hear that all the time too. I say, well, you know, first of all, right. We we were saying that for years, right. And, you know, again, we didn't have y'all ears when we were saying, you know, being a Christian (laughs) and everything else. But I always give an analogy, like if I say like, hey, I want you to have, you know, good time at work, right? Like I'm assuming that you're going to actually go to work, right? Like I'm not, I'm not giving you the direction, oh, by the way, you need to get in your car. You know, like I'm assuming that you know that to have a good time at work, you have to go to work. And, and I think, <laughs> I think a lot of people, when they hear like us focus on like the vaccines and the social distancing and the wearing and the mask, like, like we've already assumed that y'all were going to be as nutritious as you needed to be that y'all were going to like, we already, those are stuff we already kind of assumed because we've been saying that, right? Like, so it, it's not as if we didn't say it. Cause you, you already know, it's not like we, you haven't been saying that. It's just that like, it fell on deaf ears. Um, I definitely like the flu, right? Flu's flu has been non-existent the year. Right. But the reason why it's been non-existent because the stuff that we used to say about the flu season, as far as, you know, washing your hands, social distancing as much as you can, you know, cover your mouth, like all of those things there, y'all are doing now, right? And because y'all are doing it now, that's why you don't see the flu. So it's it's one of those things where like, no, we we were saying the nutritious that we, in fact, we still say it, we still say it now. Um, but like, we just assume that y'all are already doing it or y'all already heard that message, which is why we're not necessarily reiterating, uh, you know, the message again. Yeah, and I, I one of the things I also encourage people is, the great thing is we all have these infinite resources because of the internets. So this is a wonderful time because one of the things I think that came out for a lot of people during the pandemic, where there are skills that everyone didn't have. Some people knew how to cook. Some people didn't know how to cook. Some people didn't know how to do their nails. Some people didn't know how to do their own hair. Some folks didn't know how to you know, do numerous tasks around the house, build stuff, fix mm-hmm. stuff. And this is a great time to learn. So when we're talking about being healthy, this is an excellent time to start experimenting with different types of movement and seeing what you actually like. Do you like biking? Do you like walking? Do you like those old school calisthenics? Are you someone that you enjoy lifting? Do you enjoy TRX? I don't know if I mentioned yoga, Pilates, bar. There's all this dancing, all of this stuff. And this is a great time to experiment because there's also so much free content right. to figure out what kind of movement you enjoy. So then you can start making a habit of getting movement. And then this is a great time. You can try different recipes. Um, one of the things I talked about with some of my clients was you'll have these cabinets and a lot of us have spices or things we haven't used. Ain't, use, ain't using months. Yeah. <laughs> and and all you have to do is you can actually just go on the internet and type recipe with cumin, <laughs> recipe with with garam masala, you know, and then you can start doing new things with some of the things you have around so that it doesn't have to be a thing where we say, try something new and you're like, but dude, I'm on a COVID budget. Right. You know, a lot of these things you have access to in your house, but this is a great time to experiment in the kitchen. And also if you have a family to do these activities 
together because it can be quality time. But also it's important that we pass on a lot of these skills to young people that they know these skills because it's one thing if if you don't feel like cooking or you don't feel like doing your nails, you don't feel like doing your hair, you don't feel like washing your car or whatever it is, it's another thing when you can't. You know, you know, especially just kind of leaning off that, you know, like all of the stuff you kind of mentioned, the, the biggest kind of underlying, you know, foundation of why we've kind of discovered those things is because we were really forced to, right? Like mm-hmm. COVID, COVID shut down your, your favorite restaurant, right? So you can't eat at that same restaurant. COVID shut down people's occupations, right? So like mm-hmm. they had to find a way uh, to do things. And because obviously, again, in our field, we would love for us to be able to just say, hey, can you do this? And folks do it, right? But again, we live in reality, right? So we know that sometimes people have to be painted in a uh, proverbial corner, right? Before, you know, they <laughs> pick up the new activity, right? Before they figure like, you know what, this is this is a hobby that I enjoy doing. And maybe I want to do more. Like, you know, people stuck in the house. So all of a sudden, they start looking around their house like, you know what? We, we gotta do some around this house. Like I, I, I'll be honest. I was, I've been, I've been doing so many like miscellaneous house things because like I see my house more, right? I'm like, oh, like, mm-hmm. like, you know, we gotta do some about these windows. Like it's just, and it just, it just, it just yeah. is what it is. Like, but that's because you know, COVID again. Hopefully, next time it doesn't have to be a COVID, but something kind of shut us down to force us right to to do extra, right? And and sometimes, right, you know, life happens, right? Sometimes, you know pandemics happen, but sometimes things happen that kind of force us to have to make that next leap, that next step to say like, all right, I'm going to go in this direction over here. And it's the huge thing about it is I know the official word, I feel like when the pandemic's over, no one will want to hear the word pivot one more time in life ever again. (laughs) Nobody's going to want to hear pivot. Um, But I do think one of the hugest challenges that everyone has faced is in the midst of all of these pivots and all of these shifts, to hopefully be able to shift into something you enjoy. And it's not just a painful, mm. a, a painful pivot, but I, I do think there's something huge in, in being able to pull something out of this period that for some people it's darkness or, or loneliness or loss or, or they've, have come upon poor health because there are some people that their health wasn't that bad and then they caught COVID and their health sucks now. Um, but oh, hopefully you, you, talk, you talking, Dr. Erica, you talking right now. That's... Hopefully be able to find something in the midst of that darkness. Um, so that this just doesn't become this light lost before we'd say this lost year, but it'll be about two years pretty soon. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, um, yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna give my estimates because I want, I don't want to scare none of the the listeners right now when we might return to normal. But yeah, no, you're right, and, and I love, I love how you talked about just this kind of this this darkness that's there because you no, know, it's it's so true, right? This, you know, this COVID, yeah, or again, obviously COVID is the flavor of the month, but this this thing has really forced people to kind of be in positions again that they did not want to necessarily be in. And, and and you're right, like we're eventually and I think that's what caused a lot of people to be dejected, especially with kind of this most recent surge is that I think a lot of people thought that we were turning a corner mm-hmm. and the light was starting to get a little bit brighter. And then COVID was like, no. And then they closed it, closed the door again. So, yeah, you, you definitely hit it on the money as far as this 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 period of darkness um, that, you know, for some people have been a year and a change and. And even when we get past the pandemic, 
it's going to be living with people probably for the rest of their life, right? And we've, we've had over 600,000 people pass away, right? It's, you know, those, those, that's that many families are, and this is just, yeah. just the United States. That's just that many families who are going to have to live with the consequences of, of COVID or the results of COVID even after we're, we're out of the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, COVID feels almost like if Thanos was a virus, Ooh, you ah yeah you see I love that I <laughs> see I love that yeah yeah you, you yeah you know that was, that was a good one because it 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 is very true because it's it's one of those things where if you are if you are a person who didn't have any intention to pivot didn't have any intention to make the next move in your life and you know uh. A, a, a worldwide shutdown forced you to, right? Like it forced you to stop and, and recognize like, all right, look at everything that's, you know, I'm like, I'm looking at my house, like look at everything that's around me. Like, am I doing everything that I could be doing? And and that snap came and it said, boom, like either do something now or get yeah, suffer the consequences. And uh, yeah, you hit it right on the money. Like, it is definitely going to be something that you, we're going to have to, it's going to be a, it's, I tell people all the time, especially I love when we, you know, me, me on social media. So when I see people post uh, pictures, right. And they have to say like pre COVID, right. Mm. <laughs> or, or like, or we're all masked up. Like they have to like almost give like a we're vaccinated. Yes. Like a subtitle. Right. To say like, Hey, I, like, I know y'all see us do it, but like this, like it's so it's, it's, but we would have never had to do that before. Like I, I see TV now and I'm watching you know, live events now. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, I don't, I don't know. You'd be like, that. how long you quarantine before? Yeah, it's like, I don't, so yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I love, I love that, down, that Thanos, uh, Thanos. All right, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm about to steal that. Uh, it's all, you know, we, we're all fam. <laughs> I'm having such a great time hearing all of the info and the knowledge that Dr. Barry is dropping. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few moments with more conversation. It's time for Get Your Better On. So let's talk about what I'm doing as Dr. Erica to get my better on. So I realized I felt like I was just in a little bit of a slump and I had all this stuff to do and it just felt like for some reason I could not get it done. So I actually recently spent a couple of days doing my work over at one of my coaches home. And the message for Get Your Better On this week is sometimes you just need a change of scenery, a change of environment, a change of energy. Sometimes it's just being around like-minded people. Sometimes you might need some alone time. The great thing of sometimes changing your environment and getting out of your house, because we've all spent so much time in our house, is you can focus on whatever the task is, even if that task is relaxation, without constantly thinking or looking around your house thinking of every single thing you have to do. Because if you're like me, if I'm in the house, I can be on my computer, even working on something for this podcast, and I might be thinking about the laundry, how the floor needs to be clean, how something needs to be dusted. So I just want to encourage you that if you're starting to feel a little bit stuck, think about a change of scenery. Back to the show. I feel like people are getting to a point where they are no longer taking their physical and mental health for granted. And I think before people would take all of these things for granted, because if you had the, 
most people had the capacity to push through. They didn't have to be mentally healthy. They just had to be mentally okay or mentally survivable. And you had enough additional capacity to just push on through. And I think what people are, are seeing with the challenges that people have had to deal with during this pandemic is the pandemic takes up such a chunk of mental capacity, mm. pandemic related things. So yeah, from yeah. dealing with pandemic related finances, loneliness, interpersonal dynamics, family, are you virtual working, not virtual working, love Zoom, hate Zoom, vacation, no vacation. I have no vacations. I'm worn out because I don't, how I usually get away is through vacation. They're just all of these things that take up all of this capacity. Am I going to get sick? Did I get sick? Is somebody sick? Where do I get a COVID test? Where do I get a vaccine? Is there going to be a booster? There's just all this capacity Mm. that is taken up with pandemic related stuff so that people don't have a lot of residual capacity for other things. And and I I do appreciate now that people are starting to realize that mental health isn't an accident. Physical health isn't an accident. A lot of times there's some type of action, even if you may not be totally aware of it, that you are taking that helps establish you to be in some healthy space with one of these. And I, I really think that one of the biggest changes from the pandemic is I think people are now becoming acutely aware of their health. I, th- you, I think you mentioned earlier too, um, you know, that that M word, right, that we don't like to talk about, right? But people don't like to think about the mortality, right? People don't like to think about, you know, the aspect of the end. And COVID has definitely, like, had you thinking, right? COVID has definitely had you thinking like, oh man, if I go to, you know, the grocery store, right? Like, like, could that be where I pick it up? It, like, it's so it's uh, it's it's definitely something that I again, it's, again, especially in our field, um, a lot of a lot of my colleagues, right? Like, you know, we were we started making sure our life insurance was up to date. We started doing things that we probably wouldn't have done if flu season was around, right? But like, we we had to start thinking like, all right, let me make sure like all of my things are together just in case, and. We there was I think there's been so many just in case conversations in the past year and a half that we likely would not have had um, uh, w- without like the, the pandemic and the virus. Right, and and I think the other thing is I'm not going to tell Doctor Barry's age, but um, I'm no longer in my mid forties, um, <laughs> and myself and a lot of my peers are at an age where. People are starting to die, and it's not specifically COVID. I've actually been blessed that there haven't been a lot of people in my circle that have gotten, even had to be hospitalized with COVID, which is a blessing. Um, But just these conversations that we're all starting to have about our mortality and how much life insurance do you have, who are your beneficiaries, who makes your health decisions, having your powers of attorney, your health directives, (laughs) you know, all of these kinds of things. What kind of disability coverage do you have? Who's on what bank accounts? You know, I feel like it's a whole nother level of adulting. But the one thing I want to say, because we have you all, y'all are captive listeners right now, is don't wait until 
the proverbial um, crap hits the fan to start looking into these things. And it's one of the reasons we've been having conversations with people because there has been some talk that potentially at some point COVID status could be considered a pre-existing condition with your health, not your health insurance, but with your life life insurance. insurance. Um, Um, I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. Um, And I I tell you all the time, we're going to have people who they're going to file disability, right? Because of COVID, like COVID is going to be a reason why they're disabled. Uh, So I I definitely agree with that life insurance. So what I want to encourage all of you to do is it's just, I feel like I need to find a resource list and put it in there for you. But there are a handful of things as grownups that are doing adulting that we should all. I love it as grownups. You know, you, you're right. Though. You, you, and, that that we, we all we need joking, to have. We're joking, we're laughing, but like, there's a lot of grownups who don't have that this these conversations. And, and you need to start looking and making sure also you have adequate coverage. So the coverage I need as a single woman with no kids that has no nieces and nephews and wants to be cremated. is different than the amount someone may need that has a spouse and multiple children. But yeah, I I just want to encourage everyone out there to, to start looking at those things. And if you, and one of the things my mother and I did years ago, and I know everyone can't do this because like for me, I don't have a spouse. So the person on a lot of my stuff is my mom. Is that we're actually on, all of the bank accounts and she can feel comfortable. I'm not going to go steal her money. I'm comfortable. She's not going to come and take my money. Um, But just whoever your person is, or if you have spouses that, so that if something happens, people can actually access the money. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just want to encourage all of you out there to start looking at those foundation things, because there are things we take care of as the foundation of our health. But also some of that stuff is like the foundation of your life. You just need to make sure it's done. We all It's great to have it and not need it than to be in a position where something happens to you or your loved one and there's no life insurance and everything's in probate. Oh, yeah. It's uh, you know, quite often, again, as a hospital physician, quite often even the conversation of, hey, who makes decisions just in case – you know, she can't or he can't make decisions. A lot of times, even that's up for air and within a lot of families. So even we're not even talking about the life insurance. We don't even know who will be the one to make the decision. Um, and again, it's, like you said, I think it's just a conversation that we, you, you might need to make a check, checklist, right? Where we just have like, like this is the stuff that we should probably be talking about. Um, so just in case I end up in the hospital and I can't make my own decisions, like, hey, you, you're in charge, you do this. Because uh, it's it's unfortunate how often we run into, especially in a hospital setting, we run into that scenario that no one, um, you know, no one w- either wants to make a decision or there was never any conversation on who would make the decision. So everyone like has an opinion. Yes. So what we are saying in short form is make sure you get your health care power of attorneys done and make sure you talk to more than one loved one about what your actual wishes are. Because it also doesn't do any good for someone to be designated and they don't know what you want. Um, And depending on how you write them, they can, like mine has a lot of different steps in it. So it's written. But the thing is, is people need to know and you need to discuss this when it's not a crisis. Because as you've seen during this pandemic, 
people aren't at their best on a good day right now because it has just been bonkers. It's been like a bad sci-fi movie for over a year. Yep. So if something happens to you or something happens to your loved one, you know, you don't want to be in a position where something happens to your mom, your brother, your best friend, your cousin, your spouse, your dad, and someone asks you to make decisions and you have no idea what they want. So it's better to have the conversations now than something happen and no one know what either you want or you don't know what your loved one wants. So that's extremely important. So you want to make sure your affairs are in order. Get that will. Wait, one more. Get a will, please. Mm -hmm. Probate is not the new sexy. (laughs) (laughs) it it just isn't it isn't um and there are a lot of these things that they're not high cost items it's just things you just need to do and i think it's important that we had these conversations because i don't want to think of how many families and how many people have been caught up in all kinds of madness because of what's been going on so Mm -hmm. i just want to encourage you all to, to take care of those things. And I want to switch gears briefly right here. And, you know, I, I love your podcast and your YouTubes. They're super thank, cool. Thank you. Thank you. What, what is your fa- favorite thing about it? And can you tell the people a little bit, they may not, um, I want to hope you all heard my episode on his lunch and learn, but yes. I'm not going to talk about you if you haven't. Can you mm-hmm. tell the people a little bit more about about your um, YouTube and your podcast? Sure, sure. So I think it, the origin kind of started when I was doing outpatient medicine um, before before a hospital physician. And I realized, for, and for those who, those who probably already know, um, the outpatient doctor typically does not have a lot of time to ex- do some explaining. So I started spending time during my lunch and I would just kind of record myself, um, you know, on Facebook, record myself talking about certain topics, diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol. And I, I got to the point where I would have patients, even if they're new patients before they saw me, they would have already, they saw some of those videos say, oh, I like him. I like his smile. I like the way he talks. Like, so I had already built that level of connection there. And what occurred is that someone popped up and said, hey, hey Dr. Bear, we love, you know, the videos. But so I don't have time to like watch and sit and watch those videos. Can you put that on audio format? And that's how kind of the podcast kind of was born because people wanted to be able to kind of listen to the topics we were, uh, you know, going over, but like in the, in their car, going to work, in the shower, during cooking, like all these things there where they didn't necessarily have to be stuck in front of a monitor. And that, that kind of then moved right on to like, you know what, like, I think people love the conversations that we're having on a podcast, you know, let's throw it on YouTube as well too. So like all of these things have kind of been just kind of in place one so that I can, you know, I want to meet the people where they're at, right? Like if you like, like to be able to visual, visually see us kind of talking about topics, boom, we got something for you, right? If you want to just hear it and you that's how you learn, boom, we got the topics for you as well too, right? Again, and when, when I really get fancy and I want to blog, I'll write it as well too, just because the goal is always to like try to meet people where they're at um, and, and make it more comfortable for them in their space. Because so, when, when you're comfortable, like you learn more, you take more, and you, then you take action. Is there any particular favorite either Ooh. episode or topic you've had? I think um, the big, honestly, so, and it's, it, it's going to sound pandering because I'm on, on that Erica show, but I love the topic centered around mental health. 
um, because as a as a physician, I'm biased, right? Because my wife, she's a mental health counselor as well, too. Okay. Right? So she always kind of harps on like, yeah, you doctors always giving the medication, but you're not talking to the people. And it's always so interesting to see when the, even again, even I can give the right medications, but if the mental isn't there, right? If, you, if your mental stability, the mental, spiritual, physical, like if, if all three of those aren't like, in tune to where they need to be. It doesn't matter which medication I give you. It doesn't matter how long I talk. Um, so I, I always love the topics that are always centered around, like how to improve our mental health, how to improve, you know, you know, mental health kind of uh, strategies to get better, right? Because again, your blood pressure gets better when you mentally think that you got you could you got the chops to get better, right? You lose rate, right? When you first, and that's what we talk about individual understanding your why. When you start understanding mentally, like if I do these things, like good things will come out. And even if good things don't come out, just the process of doing that thing, like, is enough benefit for me. Like, those are those are the episodes that always, like, I, I get hyped for. Oh, yes. He loved mine. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, I, lo- I just love it. It's just because I can't I, see I, my I think, dance. I think I think it's, it's just very, especially in the, the, the physician world, I think it's very underutilized how much, uh, you know, having a strong mental, right, like, benefits us, right? Like, it's. And you got COVID, right? But like, if mentally you're defeated, I can give you all the medications in the world. Like, I need you to mentally think, like, all right, I'm going to beat this COVID, right? And and if when when I give you the medication, that just kind of adds that added effect. Perfect. And and one of the huge things, you know, especially with mental health and mindset, is is that for most things that we do. <laughs> that there has to be some type of action or motivation. And one of the biggest symptoms even of depression is decreased motivation. And people would actually end up sending their patients to a psychiatrist because the person couldn't get motivated enough to get out of bed, to exercise, to take the medicine, to uh-huh. eat the prescribed diet. And so a lot of your health starts with what's in your head and your heart. So I appreciate you for for recognizing that, Doctor Barry. That means a lot. Yeah, no, no, thank you guys. Like it's, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where again, I, I had to learn, right? I didn't know, right? And and you know, once I learned it, I was like, and then I started like going back and like, oh, you know what? That's very true. Like my happier patients, my healthier patients. Those are patients who just really thought that they were going to be the happier ones. They really thought that they were going to be the healthier ones, and then they they took it action. Indeed. Listen, this conversation is nothing without you. So stay right there and we'll be back after a message from our sponsors. Better with Dr. Erica. Welcome to Goodwin Medical Associates, where we provide customized, caring telepsychiatry that is delivered with compassion by a Harvard-trained, double-board-certified psychiatrist. Don't you know that everyone, including you, deserves great mental health? Visit www.goodwintelepsych.com for more information and to book your free consultation. Let me introduce you to Better Nation. Better Nation is the community of people that follow the Better with Dr. Erica podcast that are like you and want to be better, do better, and live better. By becoming a member of Better Nation, you also get to receive member-only bonus content to put you officially in the inner circle. Show notes with timestamps so you don't have to search for your favorite moments and some bonus free coaching tools. So visit joinbetternation.com. That's joinbetternation.com to become a VIP and be a part of Better Nation. Back to the show. 
Better with Dr. Erica. So um, I want to switch gears one more time. I feel like I, I'm not I love pivoting. It. I'm I switching love it. gears. We, we here. I, I, it's time for speed round. Yes. Um, I wish the people could see all the random. I've got hand gestures like you all could really see them like flashing lights. <laughs> Maybe my editor will put a horn in. <laughs> I'm just um, apparently I'm I'm just all of the things today. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. We, we love it. We love it. That's why we love you. That's that's oh, oh, we, love, we love we love the energy. Between that and trying to get my house socks on, uh, mm. my hotel room is cold, y'all. Um, I'm gonna blame it on this storm in New England. Yes. <laughs> that that's like um i'm missing my ugg slippers right now and no i i need to be a brand ambassador for ugg as much, much as i've talked about these slippers yes uh UGG, please make 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 the connection uggs stop playing i it. think they, they need to know so my first speed round question is what's the best lesson you've learned from your mom oh um you know she she told me to slow down because she she knows me um so it's a big thing for her just slow down just just relax it's you're going to get there because uh, oh, I, you know, I, I always wanted to like I, I wanted those immediate results. And you, you definitely don't go into our field um, looking for immediate results. You, you <laughs> we, we already know it's this long, long haul. Oh, you didn't get that. You didn't get your MD off of um, WebMD or Google. No, 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 they, they wasn't. It wasn't even there. Like that's a that's a, <laughs> that's a, people. I don't know if people realize like this, like the Internet, all this other stuff, like it's. It, the way is taken over, right? And you, but you would swear people when people talk to us, like they're the experts. We're like, Lord help us. That's that's where you got to That's where you got to mentally think, like, all right, why, why am I doing this again? Why am I doing this again? Yeah. And then that helps you move forward. <laughs> and what is one piece of advice you'd like to tell your younger self? Ooh, um, I, honestly, I would say, uh, you know, it's 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 okay, right? You're gonna fail, right? and and be ex, ex, expect the fall. And understand that you're going to get up afterwards, right? Like I, when because obviously when you're falling, the the world's like ending. Um, but like if I'd have told my younger self, like, hey, hey, you know, what? you're going to have some bumps in the road, and I would have came to expect that. Uh, again, I think that's where the mental comes in. If I would have came to expect uh, those obstacles in the road, like I, I probably maybe could have avoided some of them um, or get past them a little bit quicker. Got it. I love it. And what is a favorite gift to yourself? It could be small, big. Ooh, favorite gift to myself. You know, uh, I'd probably say right now, like some type of video games, because um, that's that's the that's the one vice that if if I if I if I play video games, I might be gone for like four or five hours. Like it's, it's <laughs> and I, but I have to pace myself. And I said, man, if I start playing those video games now, like let me make sure I have nothing to do right now, because like I'm not gonna just stop after like ten minutes. Do you have like a crew that you talk to on your headset when you're playing? Yeah, I, especially especially when I play the sports games. When I play the sports games, you know, me and my brother, we you know, they we talking, we talking mess to each other, and it, it gets it gets competitive. It it's actually been kind of interesting because I realized, especially earlier in the pandemic, that a lot of the people I knew that were gamers, and this also happened a lot with kids and. Um, there's a bit of a gender split at times with kind of video games and girls and boys and that the people that played video games and the kids that played video games felt a lot more connected because they're interacting with their friends the same way in the same intensity <laughs> they would have pre pandemic. Right. You know, because they're on their headsets, they all get together, they do their things together. Um, so it was kind of interesting in families where you'd have one kid that played games and one kid that didn't the kid that, 
played games felt less isolated. That's a very good point. That's a very good It makes sense. That definitely makes sense, especially if I'm already used to seeing you yeah. or just hearing your voice, then going on Zoom or Google Hangouts ain't really a difference. Well, my best friend's a gamer, so I've spent time. I know that, you know, I get the message. It's like I'm playing, you know, I'm, we're doing a raid. Yes. We're playing Destiny. Um, yeah. I'll see you when I see you. I'll see you when I see you. That's exactly. And that's what, that's what they're saying, too. Like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm over here. I tell my wife all the time, yeah. like, hey, I'm about to play video games. Like, and she already kind of knows, like, what that means. Like, I'm going to have to really go actually explain it. I am playing video games. Boom. Well, this makes me curious of the next one because it's you have a day off. What are you looking forward to doing? And I'm wondering if it's going to be video oh, games or something you else. Know, it's, it's um, it's honestly, especially obviously, because I most of the stuff that I do from an extracurricular standpoint is usually medical in some way or form. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's usually I'm just kind of like just playing with technology, right? Just uh, you know, seeing what like new tech stuff that may be out there. Just kind of just browse. And my wife calls me like a serial browser because I'll browse for like weeks before i make any like you, you get no impulse buy for me like i'm 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 gonna i'm reading all kinds of like hmm, hmm, i'm reading this pros and cons of this you like just buy the thing and stop playing i feel so like, like you would be be the one walking through best buy scanning the qr code and looking for the reviews yes yes i'm, I'm definitely that way like you put me in a home depot lows i'm lost right but you put me in best buy and i could be in best buy for hours with no and not buy nothing but just be good <laughs> so what's one thing you do when someone either disrespects you or underestimates you? Oh, interesting. I think the 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 underestimation is always like a personal driver for me. It shouldn't though, but it's always a personal driver for me. Because obviously they typically have some type of, you know, preconceived notions of why they don't think I'll going to achieve what I'm going to achieve. And, you know, it, it, it drives me even further to say, all right, you know what? That means I just got to go harder, right? Like that means I haven't done uh, my job enough to convince this person here. So I always try to like, all right, let me just go and then go back into the paint. Um, so the disrespectful, that's, you know, and you probably know, especially now because of the, the ease of information that the internet has provided, it's allowed people to, you know, almost feel like they're on that kind of same level, right? When we, we talk about from a, having intellectual related conversations, especially, you know, obviously COVID, you know, especially COVID related. Um, and, and and those you have to kind of shut down like immediately. I tell people, I tell I tell my colleagues all the time because they, they face it a lot um, that, you know, you know, you just have to recognize that people aren't on your level and it's okay to say people aren't on your level, right? And you have to like shut that out like immediately because once you give, you know, people that type of platform, right? Like that's that's where, you know, a stranger walking by who doesn't know say, oh, look at those two, you know, people on the same level talking and it's when it's really not. Oh, I love it. The last one is what is your superpower? I'm ready. Ooh, what is my superpower? Honestly, I just love, you know, to try to, you know, make, you know, things as simple as possible, right? Because that that's, I think that's always a goal of mine. I'm like, all right, like, I, I see what you're saying here, but like, how can I simplify it in the best way that I know I, I can explain it to, you know, a high school person, you know, uh, my, my, my high school student or something. Like, like I always try to say, take that big macro topic and try to break it down as much as possible. Because I know once I can do that, then I can just teach to and fro. Like, I can teach every level on top of that. I love it. I I, I second that is his superpower. 
That's, that's, I, always, I that's that. always the goal. That's always the goal. And you know, it, what's happened, especially our, you know, our, our colleagues, right? A lot of us are so smart. Um, and uh, that sometimes we have difficulty kind of breaking down, um, our, our conversations. And, you know, that's why sometimes our patients, you know, don't, you know, don't take that next step. Don't make that next leap. Don't take that medication, right? Because we just haven't, ha- you know, ha- been, you know, trained enough to be able to break it down so that they can understand it in their own words. And I, again, I got some smart colleagues, smart, smart, smart colleagues, but like the patients hate them, right? Because they, they just don't understand, like, yeah. you know, the, the emphasis uh, that, that needs to be set. And so that, that's, that's, that's always a goal of mine to like, try to like, let me just try to break this down as, as simple as possible so we can, you know, so we, so we can help you out. I'm down for all of that. So as much as I would love to keep you here forever, forever, ever, forever, yes. ever. Yes. Um, a la outcast. So do you have any final takeaways for the peeps? Uh, I think especially understanding that, yes, we, we're, we're in a pandemic, right? It's, you know, it's, it's, it's not looking like it's probably going to be ending in 2021 right now. Um, but understanding just the tenets of like, there's people here, right? There's people here who want to help. There's people here that are, are going to help march through with, with during your, your period of darkness, especially if you're experiencing darkness in one way, shape or form. And obviously, obviously this is Dr. Erica, right? You know, she will, she will get you right. Oh, wow. I feel, I feel the love and the pressure to yes. get everybody right. Yes. So now the one thing is I don't want to hog you all to myself because I know how to find Dr. Barry and you all need to know how to find Dr. Barry. So can you tell the folks where they can find you? Sure. Um, so I am uh, my uh, username on pretty much uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Clubhouse um, is at Dr. Barry Pierre, uh, D-R-B-E-R-R-Y-P-I-E-R-R-E. My website, drbarrypierre.com. Uh, my YouTube page is uh, Dr. Barry Pierre TV, um, all one word. And uh, Lunch and Learn podcast, uh, we come out every Monday, every Monday, new podcast, new information, uh, you know, to, again, to help, help you get to your goal. Right? That's, that's, it's not my goal. It's how, how can we help you get to your goal? Oh, I love it. I love it. And if you're driving or your hands are busy, um, all of this will be in the episode description. So don't fret. We got you. We've got you covered. Um, the first thing I have to say is um, thank you all for listening. The next is thank you, Dr. Barry, for taking time out of your busy schedule. We've been talking so much, we didn't even get a chance to talk about. He has the cutest family. So you need to follow him on social media, especially Instagram, just to see every morning his kids parade down the stairs, do some poses and some dances. And then his wife usually comes down last. It is, it warms my heart every morning to see this. So, I'm, my gift to you is telling you that you need to follow him. If it's only just to see that he gets great health information, which you need to, but <laughs> you also need to see his adorable family. Gotta, gotta see the family. And I guess one of the, uh, one of the benefits and, you know, one of the tenets of, you know, trying to make sure you uh, yeah, because medicine, as you know, will definitely keep you busy. Um, but understanding that, you know, family and friends and, you know, you, you gotta have, uh, you know, some type of life outside of this thing because it'll, it, it'll, it could definitely uh, put so much pressure on you. Uh, indeed. So I guess my final takeaway is, 
You know, I'm so passionate about helping you be better, do better, and live better. And I'm here to put you back into your life. But one of the ways to do this is, you know, we've been talking about empowering yourself through better health, is that you need to actually take action. The average person is not healthy on accident. The only people that we commonly see that are healthy sort of an accident are, are possibly kids because their parents make them do everything. Their parents give them what to eat. They tell them what to play, what to do. But in general, especially as grownups, good health is not an accidental thing. It's not a coincidence. It is something that is very intentional. And I want to encourage all of you to take action when it comes to your physical, spiritual, and emotional health that you have to be an active participant in this. It's not going to be something that just accidentally helps you. And even if you look at it like this is what the universe gives me or what God gives me, there is action in actually praying and asking the universe for something. There's action in asking God. There's action in asking Buddha. There's action. But at the end, they still want you to do something. So I, I I need you to be willing to take action so that you can get that better life and so that you can be here because my wish for you, for Dr. Barry, and even myself is that two or three years from now, we're all still here, we're all still alive, and we're chatting about all of these experiences during the pandemic, if you can see the air quotes, Yes. during the time of COVID with the air quotes. I want us to be able to have those conversations, but to be there, not only is it simply we're trying to outrun duck and dodge COVID, there are plenty of other health issues other than COVID. So we don't want the diabetes. We want to be able to breathe. We don't want to be eating everything we're allergic to. We don't want the high cholesterol. We don't want the high blood pressure. We don't need to be smoking. There are just a million things that we can all do to to make ourselves healthier. Get sleep. Just all these things we can be doing to take care of ourselves. So I just want to challenge you to take action on at least one thing to make your health better. Um, because sometimes you start with one thing, then you move to the next. But the main thing is to build healthy habits. It's one of the reasons that now they talk about lifestyle medicine, because being healthy in a holistic fashion is a reflection of having a healthy lifestyle. So it becomes a lifestyle habit because it's something that's an integral portion of the way you move and the way you live your life that puts you on a path to have better health. So that's what I got for you today. I know that was a long-winded final final thought. Again, I want to say thank you, Dr. Barry, for being so fantastic, for being, being wonderful, insightful, for your superpower of breaking information down, breaking information down for my peeps and also for your peeps, and continuing to do this hard work. And despite the fact that you're giving so much energy as a hospitalist in this time, that you continue to give so much energy to others at the same time and helping them be educated to empower themselves through better health. So I want to say thank you for, for being you. Thanks for also showing that you can do all of those things and be a good husband and a good father, (laughs) Um, which I, which I think is, is also beautiful. Um, I want to thank all my listeners for taking time out of your busy schedules to do quality time with us in your ears. 
So I know there are a million things you could be doing. There are probably also a million podcasts you could be listening to, and you made an active decision to turn this one on. So I have to say thank you to that. Um, the next thing on the list of things to get you off <laughs> off of this podcast <laughs> is please continue to take care of yourself. Um, I have a sign-off that I typically use on my videos that I'm actually going to give you today. I have a prescription for you to call at least one person, video or audio, and tell them that you love them. We need more love out here, and it will help fill their love bucket, and I bet they'll tell you they love you back, which will help fill yours. The One of the last things in this, we're getting off the air train, <laughs> I feel like a little engine that could go and chugga, 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 <laughs> is that... Um, it's so important for me to be able to bring you this content. One thing that would help me and would be the biggest favor is please subscribe or follow. And if you're on Apple or Audible, please rate five stars, please, because you love me and review the podcast. It makes a whole huge difference. And that's something you can do for me um, as I continue to show up for you. So that's what I have for you today. I appreciate it. You know, new episodes drop every Tuesday. So until next time, have a better day. Find me on social media at Dr. Erica, D-O-C-T-O-R-E-R-I-C-K-A on all social media and online at betterthepodcast.com. That's betterthepodcast.com. If you like what you heard, tap on that subscribe or follow button, then click share and click rate and review. Now don't panic if you don't see rate and review. Sometimes it mainly shows up on Apple Podcasts and Audible but I appreciate hearing your feedback. Check back weekly for new episodes. They drop on Tuesday mornings. Until next time, be better, do better, live better. Better with Dr. Erica. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Nurse Wellness Podcast, hosted by Wendy Garvin Mayo, focuses on the power of stress management and how it's foundational to being your best, doing your best, and giving your best. There's a wonderful episode that you should check out called Letting Go, where Wendy Garvin Mayo shares six strategies to release control and manage stress effectively. Check out Nurse Wellness Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.